Hey everybody, welcome to the Beautiful Shifts podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chantel. We're so excited to share with you some inspiring stories. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now it's easier to walk I can see the road before me I am not afraid to fall Okay, hi, welcome everybody. We're so excited to have you with us again. For our interview today. We just want to thank everybody for listening so far and ask if you can to review and rate us um, if you're enjoying the podcast. So, all right. All right. So today we have my cousin Marcy with us and I'm so excited. Marcy is my oldest cousin on my mom's side of the family. So she was like the cousin that I always looked up to. Marcy, I remember like sleeping over at your house sometimes in the summers and me and Mary going down and like peeking into your room to see all your cool posters and because oh <laughs> you were a cool older cousin, you know, and I wanted to share Marcy took me to Newsies when I was like, what, six or seven, or I don't even know how old I was, but I think you should share how many times did you see that in the theaters? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do I you saw, remember? Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I saw Newsies like 32 times the summer after eight, no summer between seventh and eighth grade. <laughs> The that little dollar awesome. theater down in Sugar House, Utah. <laughs> so, yeah, yep. Spot. So you, she loved it. <laughs> yeah, Spot Collins. Yeah, Spot. <laughs> spot. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. anyway. I just okay. So I was probably a little older than that. I was probably like eight or, but I just remember thinking it was so cool because you took us and there was no parents, and it just was like a highlight of my childhood. So thank you for being an awesome older cousin. And I've always just looked up to Marcy. She's one of those people that is just, um, authentic and genuine to everyone. So, so yeah, we're happy to have you. Yes. We're happy to have you. you. Um, okay. So I am going to read Marcy's bio and then we'll get into her story a little bit. So Marcy has been married for 23 years to her husband, Ryan, and is a mom of three teenagers, Harmon, who's 19, Annabelle, 17, and Sophie, 14. Marcy has worked as a hairstylist for 20 years and loves the connection she has with her clients. Marcy loves to be active and have fun. The Arches National Park is her favorite place in the world, and her love for Diet Coke runs deep. Six years ago, Marcy started a health journey to simply lose weight and had no idea how it would evolve and change her life in ways she didn't expect, and how it's still changing as she grows as a person, and how it has led to helping others. So that's kind of our intro. So we're excited to have a story just about... Yeah, like health and wellness and especially at the time when this podcast will go out a little bit down the road, we'll be right around the time of like the new year. And we know that's kind of a topic on a lot of people's minds at that point. So yeah. Do you have a fun or interesting story about yourself or something you want to share that Um, might get the audience to know you a little bit better? Yeah. Thanks guys for having me. I've never been on, I've never been on a podcast before, so this is a new experience. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, my newsy story, that's kind of crazy, but, um, I would say, <laughs> I would say when you talked about arches, um, I've been going there, um, since I was eight years old and we'd go every year with our family. I have a really both sides. I have really big family, but on my dad's side, we have gone, we went every year growing up and stayed in the big group campsite and, so I would say love, that's one of my favorite things to do is help like show people that experience of, um, of arches that has never been there and see their faces as they turn the corner to see the magnificent delicate arch, but it's really crowded yes. there now all the time. So we have to pick and choose when we can go. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> that's a fun tradition. Yeah. It's so, um, so pretty too. I love it. And I love seeing your pictures that you know you post year after year of going there and being with the family so that's awesome yeah that's fun all right so maybe you give us a background of yourself like where you grew up and a little bit about your childhood okay yeah um I grew up um uh my elementary years were in Sandy Utah and then when we were when I was 11 we moved um to Salt Lake and I grew up all around my family. So cousins, aunts, and uncles, it was, we joked and called it the compound. And it was a super (laughs) fun way to grow up, but also you had no privacy. I 
remember getting picked up for the prom and my brothers and cousins were all hiding in trees and laughing at us and taking pictures and there was no privacy, <laughs> but it was awesome. We yeah, you never so were alone. You know, um, I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and growing up, we were super act. We, we were always super active. So life really did revolve around church and things like that. Um, I also living in Salt Lake was close to my other set of grandparents who Lindsay and I share. And if you knew my grandma Haslam, she was an angel and same with my grandpa. And if I would say she's probably everyone's favorite person in the world who ever met her. <laughs> so we all aspire to be like grandma Haslam. Um, but yeah, it was um, kind of a party all the time. And I love to have fun and I'm loud and my family is loud. And so it's, yeah, it, that's just kind of a little background. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, okay. So where do you live now and how did you end up there? Okay. Yeah. So we moved to Heber, Utah, um, almost eight years ago. And um, we were living actually down in the family compound, um, for a couple of years. And my husband, does real estate. And so he was looking at foreclosures and, um, he went, came up here to an auction. And then 15 minutes later, he called me and said, we were moving to Heber. So I was like, okay. (laughs) And his parents lived up here and some of his sisters. So it wasn't totally foreign, but it was like, okay. Um, but the house was a mess. Like people, I, I joke and say that it's like they were eating a bowl of cereal one morning and then said, we're leaving this house and just left so oh, wow, just stuff. walked out. Yeah. And so oh, it was, um, he wouldn't let me see it for a couple weeks, but then as he was trying to pick out carpet and things like that, I'm like, I've got to see this place. And even though it was a mess, it felt like home. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, I could just tell it was going to be a good place. So, and it has been, we've loved it up here. I had my grandparents had a condo in Midway when I was growing up. And we had so much fun up there. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, It's really pretty up there. I love it. Every time I go up, I think, why don't we live up here? I know. (laughs) Away from the madness. But all right. So um, maybe we just jump into now kind of like where you're at in your life when your health and wellness journey began or like what was going on in your life at the time. Okay. Yeah. So I was always the like super skinny kid growing up. I could eat whatever I wanted and, um, I, we could go to restaurants and I could order what I wanted. I didn't need to worry about yeah. that. It, I mean, as a teenager, I was like every other teenage girl and thought I needed to lose weight, even though I look back at pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it looked like skin and bones, you know, but anyway, um, but I didn't really develop a ton of healthy habits because also I am the only non-athlete in my family. I have I'm the oldest of five and both of my sisters played basketball and soccer and volleyball. And then my brothers played basketball and a few other things as well. And so I'm the oldest and I was more the creative, played the piano, loved singing. And I didn't really want to um, do sports, although I do have a funny story about that. You can share it if you want. But anyway... Well, okay. I guess I will. Um, I am the least coordinated person as far as sports goes. And, but my senior year, I had transferred schools from one to another and my friends were like, Oh, come try out for the soccer team. Cause they all played soccer. I'm like, um, yeah, right. But I tried out and it was a small school. So it was one of those that like, you could just kind of be on the team. And I made it even though I thought I would never make it. And I ended up being a starting varsity play soccer player awesome. for Granite oh, cool. High. And I lettered, but the, <laughs> but the, the funniest thing about it is when they did the, um, awards, I got like, they called it the butterfly award because I apparently run ballet. Oh. <laughs> like more not sporty I'm not sporty you look like a butterfly when you run so anyway, down the field yeah apparent apparently that's apparently cute. I don't know oh that's awesome but anyway but 
it was a, it was fun to be part of a team and have that experience. Yeah, that's really but cool. Anyway, that cracks me up because I did the exact same yeah. thing. I just tried out for the soccer team my senior year. I was like, I want to do a sport. I had been more into like gymnastics and dance and cheerleading. So I was like, I'm just trying out. But I had the same situation. I was in Tooele, Utah, small school. I think I'm pretty okay. sure anybody that tried out made it. <laughs> so we'd only had our soccer team for a couple years, but it was so much fun. I'm glad I did it. But that's so funny though. So yeah. yeah. That's I had never good. played yeah. in my senior year. I'm like, I'm okay. playing soccer. That's cool to have that experience, though. <laughs> well, that, that is. And what's funny is I remember playing Tooele because we played all these bigger high schools. Not big. I mean, we it was a small. It was granite. It was a small school. But it we played all these, like, schools that were had bigger teams and more popular teams, I guess. And I remember playing Tooele because we thought we might be able to win <laughs> Maybe Tooele. Maybe small school. Maybe you'll be yeah. yeah. You guys could have played each other for yeah. all you know. I actually I, remember, yeah. I know, right? We, we, we were not have. super good. But, so, well, we, I, well, I we think I'm either. a little bit older than you, but I, yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun though. That's so funny. Oh, I don't know. That's awesome. Fun. I actually didn't know you played, Marcy. Perfect. So good for you. That's awesome. Cool, cool. Oh, I I didn't announce it. I wouldn't even let my parents come watch. They'd sneak and sit in the car and watch oh, me. So <laughs> that's so funny. Um, anyway, but yeah, getting back to my um, kind of health, starting yeah. my health stuff. Um, I so I you know got married and I had we over the course of I don't know ten years or so we had three kids and. Um, you know, you put on weight when you have babies and I mean, a lot of us do. And then comes life stresses where, you know, financial things, things like that. And, um, my husband did real estate and the 2008 downturn of the economy was really hard. Yeah. Luckily we came out of it. Okay. But it was just a lot of life, a lot of life lessons and a lot of, um, scary moments. And, um, because I, didn't really have a lot of healthy habits and I wasn't one that like loved to exercise or anything. I I ate a lot of carbs and put on a lot of weight and, (laughs) you know, I, I joked, we'd watch the biggest loser and order Mexican food. Like that was, you know, but it, it wasn't like I was uh, super unhappy. I just felt a little bit stuck and didn't feel good. Um, and didn't know how to make the change, like make changes. I tried, I try things, you know, and they didn't work. And when, um, about six years ago, I was, um, still struggling with that. We were living up here in Heber and I, we happened to go on a family vacation, a camping trip down to Capitol Reef down in Utah. And, um, we, I, I love hiking. I grew up hiking. I love Um, I would say if there's an exercise that I like to do, it would be hiking. And, um, anyway, we, we were on this, just the start of this switchback. Um, and I got to the top of the switchback and it was only the first part of the trail. And I, I had, my heart started beating really hard. My head was hurting. I mean, I had like a, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's heat exhaustion or, um, I don't know, but I know I had to sit on a rock while the rest of my family all went on without Mm. me. And I sat on this rock and just cried because I couldn't do something that I loved with the people that I love. And, you know, I, I felt like I needed to make a change for a while. And so I came home and, my neighbor across the street who, when we first moved here, we just became instant best friends. I had been watching her kind of melt away. And, um, I I thought she was crazy because it seemed like the whole thing seemed super restrictive. And, um, why, I don't know, why do you need a coach and all these things? But then I came back and I was like, okay, well, if I can't keep up with my family doing something that I love, I, well, I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll make, I'll try and make the change. And so my best friend across the street is actually my health coach. And I started, started that. Yeah. And we, um, I lost 50 pounds in about six months and with, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was really neat to be able to finally, um, 
set a goal and achieve it. I was, I thought goals were lame. (laughs) I didn't think they, I didn't think they worked. I thought, you know, you set a goal. Cool. But never really, I didn't really feel like I really understood what setting a goal and trying to keep it meant until I started this and to see the changes, not only physically, but, um, mentally things like that was over that time was really incredible. And in the meantime, people were asking me what I was doing because when you lose weight like that, you people want to know. And so I had some family members that wanted me to help them. And so I, that's kind of, I just started coaching just to kind of help them. So that's kind of what well, it's that like was a, about. I mean, yeah, you're getting yourself more physically fit, but like mentally, like you're saying, like, you're like, oh, I can actually achieve a goal. I can make a goal and achieve it. And to, you know, lose that much weight in that short of time and to stick with it is hard. You know, it's, yeah, uh, that takes to be a determined. lot of willpower yeah, for willpower. sure. Yeah. That's awesome. And then to be able to help others is probably, you know, just that extra benefit. Like, oh, now I can help others do what I did. Yeah. That's cool. And see them go through the same process and, and see them like meet their goals. You know, it's cool that you can facilitate in that. Yeah. So, so do you, so you got your coaching license then? Yeah. So, um, once I, with the program that I, what, that I did, it's a, um, program where you are, you have some mill replacements and they're, um, completely macro balanced. So it made it simple. I didn't need to like prep a whole bunch of food. I just ate, ate what they told me to eat. Um, and I thought I'd hate it and I didn't actually, I worked at Jamba Juice when I was younger and I hated their, all the protein powders and things they put in because I could taste them. And with, so I was really leery. Um, I've never really liked, I'm, I, I'm one of those people, like when you say I love Diet Coke, yes, I'm a health coach, but I love Diet Coke. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we go through the, the drink lines. I don't like like mixins. I don't, I, I like things plain. And so I was really nervous about, um, eating food that I just ordered, but it was, um, everything that I tried, most of it, I really liked. There are a few things I didn't, but as far as like, um, there's some shakes and things like that. And I really liked them and I was nervous. I wouldn't, but it was a very simple to follow. And then I had the accountability of a coach. And so when I, um, decided to become a coach, I did certify, um, and, um, just did some education with that, but really it's walking alongside people to, um, help them and meet them where they're at. And some people are ready to lose 50 pounds in six months. Some people are ready to lose more. And then some people, are maybe they need to lose more, but they're just kind of not ready yet and just meeting them where they're at. And so, yeah. That's really cool. So (laughs) is the program, is there a certain like brand of shakes or was it a certain company or just the idea of, you know, the protein shakes? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a habits of health program and it's, um, you have the, the nutritional portion of it, and then you have an education system along with it. It's honestly more of a self-improvement program, I would say, over anything. It's not a diet. It's a let's build some healthy habits and build some, um, you know, some confidence and some goal setting and things like that, and then move so, forward So you meet that with way. your clients, like, over the phone quite often and stuff, right? Like, I... I, I kind of got that feel from you. I mean, it's not just, you know, let me send you this stuff and you're on your own. Like you're pretty involved and okay. So you, um, so you jumped into kind of the coaching part of it and then, um, but your kids were getting older and I'm sure life, I mean, that was what about five years ago is that or six years ago? Yeah, I started the program six years ago and then, um, so I, I was coaching and doing great and then, so I would say my kids, I think my oldest was 12 and then, you know, fast forward a couple of years mm-hmm. and teenagers are hard. Yeah, <laughs> Life's ups and downs, no matter what, where you're at are hard. And I started getting lazy with my habits and, um, and I put on, I gained some weight back. I didn't gain it all back, but I gained some weight back and 
it was, I was still helping people, but I hadn't, when, when I lost 50 pounds, I thought it was done. Like, even though, and I mean, coming from somebody who doesn't have like a nutrition degree or I'm not an athlete, I'm not a, you know, a exercise instructor. I was just kind of learning as I go. And I had my coach and I had my community, but I, you know, I'm just learning as I go. And so I had put on some weight again, still trying to stick to my habits, but I don't know. I like to think of when you're, 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 you have, you, you've built like the, these habits and you have your head and they're all in a line in your head and your thoughts. And in the front are these really good habits, but you've got all these things in the back in line, ready to just butt up front as soon as you have a weak moment. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's like, for sure makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That's just something that I like visualize where I'm like, okay, this, this person, this, this, um, eating night eating habit is trying to get, (laughs) but in line, you know, and sometimes they, it does sometimes, and it's normal, but when I gained my weight back, I felt a lot of shame about it. I felt embarrassed and, um, you know, and then you have some hard things in life with teenagers and with, you know, just the day, just stress in life. And, um, it got, it got really hard. And, um, then, and there were some really hard things, just some things I had to kind of deal with and, and then COVID hit and, it was, um, I would say like a blessing and a curse where like we were all stuck at home. Right. And part of me feels like it was such a, it was hard because financially it was hard. I was there, the salon shut down and, you know, there were a lot of things with that, but it was actually a true time of, um, of peace and rest after that initial shock wore off of, Oh, but is there like this pandemic? Is it, what's going to happen? And, um, I don't know what we were talking about the other day at work about how it was just like whiplash, like one, one thing after another back then with COVID. And then we had an earthquake here in Utah. And I mean, is the world, is the world really ending? It did feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and you know, there were a few weeks there that we were just watching movies and eating brownies. And I don't look back now and be like, I can't believe I did that. But there was a moment, um, that it was like, okay, it's time to start really figuring out what's going on with, um, my health and my mental health and all of that. Um, cause I was still involved in my coaching, but I, I don't feel like I was, first of all, giving my clients my true story and myself and which I feel like when you share, um, the hard things that everyone realizes we're all going through hard things. Right. And nobody's yeah. perfect. And then it's easier to trust and it's easier to be like, okay, I've, I've got this instead of telling someone what to do. I want to walk alongside them and, and help them when they're down and help them and cheer for them when they're up, you know? And so, Anyway, um, we, I, I started, I call it, I started feeling these little sparks again of like, okay, I can't control what my teenager is doing. I can't control what's happening in the world, but I can control my little, my little world. I can work on my health more intentionally. I can work on my, um, mental health more intentionally. I can work on being a better mom and intentionally, you know, just going through the list. And I just, I call it like little sparks. Like you just start feeling these little sparks of like life again, when you've kind of gone through a dark period. And, um, we, so part of, part of my program is, um, a, it, the book looks like a big textbook. It's big, but it's amazing. And it's, it's working through, um, different habits and finding why you want to make changes and, and then getting real with yourself about what's holding you back and leaning into kind of the hard part. Cause really anybody can do any eating program and lose weight if they stick to it, but you have to get your mindset right if you aren't going to, if you want to keep 
your weight off and if you want to continue because I thought I was done when I lost 50 pounds I could never imagine gaining that weight but any any of the weight back you know but you do you're never done and if, if you look at it as more of a I don't know. I hate the word journey <laughs> in like yeah. health journey, you know, it sounds kind of like, I don't know. I think it's, no, lame, yeah. but, <laughs> but it's, but I, I feel like if you can look at it as seasons and okay, I'm in, I'm, I'm in a weight loss season and now I'm in like a maintenance season. And maybe this time I'm in like my, I want to learn, you know, a new exercise for, or maybe it simply is just a resting season and realizing that it's, you're not done. It's just, it's working and growing and figuring out who you are as a person so that you can keep those promises to yourself as you're making goals and things yeah, like I that. I like that because so. it seems way less overwhelming. It just seems yeah, like, like you said, like seasons, it just reminded me of like, okay, so I don't necessarily love winter, but if I get through winter I get to spring summer and fall you know like right but you can you know do the things that make you get through winter but you can make your things get through the time you know that you might be more not as apt to be as active or your eating is not as good as it is sometimes but if you think of it as a season it's not you're not stuck there yeah you're not yes. stuck in any place or time or any even level or whatever yeah so you can move on you yeah. know from that season so I think yeah. that seems way less overwhelming when it comes to yeah. that kind of and it thing. gives yourself like giving yourself grace to be like life does happen in seasons a lot of times and there could be really hard seasons too where maybe you're tapped out with other things that are going on so your health does kind of take the back burner but you know you'll get back to it and instead of thinking oh I've I've lost it all and there's no going back you know yeah so yeah well, totally and, and it's realizing food is just food we put the labels on it we put the um, whether it's good or bad, but it's just, it's there. It's just what it is. And, you know, having a choice when you're, um, out to dinner of something that maybe isn't going to help you lose weight. If you're in a, in a weight loss season, it might not be the choice you should make at that moment, but it doesn't mean that you can't have that favorite food ever again. And I think people look, look at, like, um, any sort of like weight loss thing is like drudgery because, oh, I can't have, I can't have chocolate, you know, but it's like, well, you can, it's just, what are your goals? What, what, what is your intention over the next little while? Is it just, you know, to, and it can be, I don't, I want to lose weight, but I'm okay if it takes me a year and that's okay. It doesn't need, you know, but you don't need to lose 50 pounds in six months. Some people don't want to do that. Some people, and, and I will say when I made the goal to make some changes, I didn't have an end date. I just said, you know, the second time, the second time around, I was like, okay, I need to lose like 20 pounds and I don't want to have an end date. I don't, it's not, I, cause I'm not done. Cause I'll be working towards a better version of me for forever, you know? So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I wonder what, like you've shared already kind of some hard things about going through it and with COVID and everything. Is there anything else you'd like to share kind of what maybe was a difficult part of the transition or journey, you know, of this health journey? Um, I think the hardest part, I would say the hardest part is, was that I feel like a lot of my life, I compared myself to others. Um, I, I think you know, as I can remember as a little kid in like fifth grade, like, or fourth grade or something like that. And there was like these really beautiful little girls and they called themselves the dudettes. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, I just want to be a dudette. You know what I mean? But it's like, why, (laughs) and why can't I be, but it was like some of those little childhood, like thoughts have carried with me through my adult years. And, um, I would say in coaching, it was really hard to compare myself because I compare myself to other coaches. And so we, and I compared myself with other moms because my, my, um, my story didn't look exactly like everybody else's 
in my neighborhood or that I felt everyone's story is not the same, but you know what I mean? We, we put ourselves and think we need to check all these boxes. And when we don't, you make it about you. And so I would say the hardest part was getting learning and growing to be more and more comfortable about who I am as all of those things, as a healthy person, as um, a mom, as a wife, as a health coach, and realizing that we all have gifts that are unique that should be used, that we should use for helping others and serving others and with our families. But it's not about comparing ourselves to other people. And I mean, I still struggle with it for sure. But I would say that would be the hardest thing just because we have, we would take these personality profile things in our coaching business. And I will say like learning with coaching, I learned that I love, love like business. I love learning and love all of the education that I have received um, because I really had a closed minded um, thought process about um about, I don't know, anything like personal development. Like I said, goal setting, I thought it was dumb, (laughs) but (laughs) I ended up, um, taking these personal personality profiles. Um, I, and I, I kind of got obsessed. I would take a bunch because I was always that, like the personality of the person that's disorganized and, but likes to have fun and is, you know, I don't know that person that I'm like, am I the crazy person in the group? (laughs) But I've learned to (laughs) embrace that, um, part of me that that's, that's actually a strength that I have that I can leave my laundry if I want to and go have fun. And some people can't, and that's okay because they have skills in other ways, but just learning not to compare myself to other people. What we do is we like, I feel like if I start to do the comparing thing, it's not that I'm comparing myself to one person's like best traits, but like 10 people's like, you know, like where I'm like, Oh, I don't do this, this or that. And then if I step back and think, I'm like, well, neither do those 10 people. That's each quality from those that I think I need to be, but yeah, I'm not. And just, yeah. And that's cool to be, you know, like fun is a great quality, you know, (laughs) and being able to be like, you know what, this laundry is going to be here tomorrow, no matter what. So who cares? Let's go have fun. And yeah. Yeah. Well, such a good quality well, like talking about being a mom, like in a family, but also as a coach and a hairstylist, I mean, all those things I think lend themselves really well to what you do too. So I think that's why, you know, people love you. You're fun and you're relatable and yeah, that's good. It's good to embrace that because that's a strength for sure. Yeah. And I can see that. Yeah. As you've been talking, like, oh, she would be a really fun hairstylist because you know, you're easy to talk to and you have you know, you seem like, I don't know, even just your voice comes off as kind of happy and like, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be fun. And a, yeah, for sure. a great coach too. So thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So what would you say like during this journey was the most vulnerable part? Um, okay. I've, I've kind of thought a lot about, about this. Um, I, gosh, I don't know. Vulnerable was the vulnerable part. I, I feel like there was a period that I felt really alone. Um, I, like I said, I worried a lot growing up, um, growing up as a member of the church, you think that you're, I, I mean, me, not everybody, but my experience has been that I thought everything needed to look like this perfect experience. Right. And that all my kids would, follow in my footsteps and all of that. And that hasn't happened, um, with one of them. And it was really hard for me because it really got in my head about what my, what if, did I do something wrong? Did I not teach him well enough and things like that? And I learned, I, and that was kind of during that dark period. And I didn't, and there wasn't, we were all shut down. So there wasn't like a set, we, couldn't really see people and, you know, lean into some of some people that might have been able to help us otherwise, help me otherwise. But, um, I feel like because I was in such a kind of a sad place, I guess that was, would be the most, um, if you want to say vulnerable, but I feel like it was actually the great, one of the greatest gifts because I learned I've learned a lot from that experience to realize that, um, 
even if like you, no matter who it is, if they don't fit into a box, like their worth is great and you can love people where they're at and the journey they're on. And it's really helped me feel, um, be able to love more. And so another, another thing is I, I think we can all (laughs) know that this, the whole lockdown thing was really hard. If you had kids, I mean, it's hard on everybody. (laughs) If you had kids, especially, I will say the teenagers in that it was so hard and there are some lasting mental health challenges with my teenage, my teenagers and especially my 17 year old who is a dancer and a hard worker. And we found ourselves in the hospital last year with her because she was having some really um, bad anxiety issues, which resulted in, they call them, um, they're non-epileptic seizures. And we didn't know what it was. I thought she was having like some weird, like medical crisis as far as like, and I was sitting in that, in the hospital room, just like, is what's going on? Is my daughter who can dance for hours going to be brain damaged? I didn't, I mean, we had no idea and come to find out it was more of an anxiety disorder that She's doing wonderful now, um, a lot better. Yeah, she's doing a lot better. But you're in that moment and you're like, what do I do? I have no idea what to do. And as we talked to more and more um, doctors and therapists, it was a whole bunch of things that I'd been learning over the past few years with my program as far as feeding your body well and uh, meditation and journaling and affirmations and, um, you know, just really working on yourself. Um, and you know, that, but it was like all familiar to me. And so I was so grateful that I had been, been prepared for that moment because it was a lot of, um, hard things that I had to go through, but then, you fast forward and you're sitting there and you're like, okay, we got this. We know what to do. I was prepared for that, you know? So I don't know if that really (laughs) answers like a vulnerable thing, but I can just tell you, like you go through dark times and you go through hard things and you're able to come out of them stronger. And, you know, so, so yeah. Well, I love, it's pretty cool that, like you said, because had you not kind of gone on your health journey when you did, when your daughter was going through those things and they came to you with, you know, things that might help her with the anxiety, it might've been so foreign to you. Maybe you couldn't have helped her in the way that you were able to. So it's just kind of cool how things work out and they were, you were where you were, you know, at the time. So that's a huge blessing, I think, but I just, I mean, actually showing that your pro your proactivity, like benefited your family in that way. Well, I feel like, I feel like that's the biggest blessing of getting healthy and coaching others has given me is to be able to know how to, like, there was a moment that I was like, I can't believe that I already, I'm educated on this stuff because I really was pretty close-minded about, you would have asked me to meditate, you know, five years ago. I would have been like, yeah, right. (laughs) So, yeah, or, you know, positive affirmations, like the stories you tell yourself, I've been like, you're just life. It's just life. Like, you know, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, it's so interesting. And it does sound like what kind of cheesy or, you know, maybe, um, yeah, like, oh, how's that really going to help? But yeah, that's awesome. So do you feel like those things have helped as you've taught them to your daughter? Like, do you feel like those kind of tools have kind of helped her get to where she is now. Yeah. You know? So it's a mix between, well, okay. So let's be real. I'm her mom and she's 17. So does she want to listen to me? Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. she, I know she loves me and she's, she's super fun, but it like to try and get her to journal. If I tell her to journal, I don't know that she's going to journal, but we've found some really good yeah. um, help for her. That is very similar And so, yes, I do believe that it's, and it's made it so I believed that that's what could help her get better because I don't know that I would have believed that before I would have been like, just give her all the medicine. I don't understand. Just fix it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have, I would have thought it was hokey and, 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 you know, I feel like you have to find your balance between some of that stuff. You know, some people think that, 
like prayer is the only thing, you know, or that just, I don't know, just name whatever it is, but I feel like you just have to find your balance and your balance with all of it. And at the end of the day, kind of do what works for you. But I do feel like if you don't like, you can't just say, okay, fix this or whatever. You've got to do the work too. And she's done a lot of work to try and, um, get, you know, move forward. So that's awesome. I was just thinking, I think it's kind of, I mean, just thinking about your two kids that you kind of mentioned, um, and kind of what you've learned from them. That's kind of the cool part of being a parent. Like you kind of think, okay, I'm a parent. I raise these kids. I need to teach them, but they end up teaching us a lot of things. And I know that my own kids have, you know, taught me to be more open-minded or to look at things a different way because they're different from me, you know, and they think differently. And that's just like the beauty of, of just humans. We're all different and we can all teach each other. So, um, it's cool that you've learned from your kids and I'm, you know, your kids have learned from you. And I was just going to say my youngest, my youngest Sophie, she's 14 and I never would have ever believed in like what an empath is, you know what I mean? That you can like feel other people's feelings or like that type of thing. And that is her. And it's been so interesting. And it's just taught me a lot that we do all have like unique gifts. You know what I mean? That like mine might be, I'm, I, I'm not going to be the like super serious person all the time. I'm going to be like, let's go for a drive and sing songs as loud as we can or whatever. But the, but to realize (laughs) that, um, those things that are, that might be hard sometimes that like, I looked at that as like, like a bad thing that I would leave my laundry because my mother and me and Lindsay's grandma, I have no, I don't think I've ever seen a laundry pile, (laughs) you know, but (laughs) yeah, exactly. And I have papers (laughs) and I've got laundry and I've got, (laughs) but to realize and, it, and she was also such a nice, yeah. kind person, though. It wasn't, oh, in no. a, you know, it wasn't in no. this uptight way at all. So it was a little, actually, now that you say that, so maybe that's why it feels a little confusing. It's like, well, yeah. she was so perfect, yet she was never stressed about <laughs> it. So how is that possible? I'm, I mean, I got a laundry pile I've got to do today. But, it's, but to realize yeah. oh, that, yeah. like, me leaving the laundry can be, is, is, a, is a unique gift that I have, but maybe not my mother. And then Sophie with her, we've talked a lot about her like feeling feelings and she feels so deeply and that it is a gift that she needs to learn to manage to, you know, and do the work. So yeah, that's cool. Right. And she could probably help so many people being that way, but it might seem overwhelming as a 14 year old, so many emotions, but just think of the people she's probably already helped and that she can help because she can put her self in that place you know so that's yeah. cool Sounds yeah like you have they are awesome they're amazing kids, so. <laughs> yeah they're so cute yeah <laughs> so they great. are awesome um so like maybe you could share I mean I feel like you've already shared so much it's kind of hard to even but if you have some certain perspectives maybe that you could share with our audience and with us um that you have coming through just your experience of yeah your weight loss and then kind of gaining it back and then not just the health perspectives you've learned but the other things that you've learned during your time in your transition? Yeah, I would say, um, even if you maybe don't have the confidence to, um, try something new right now, um, that's, it's okay to like observe and maybe it's not ever, like I said, everyone has seasons. Um, I also feel like when you tell yourself you can't do something, you probably won't. It goes back to the stories we tell ourselves and I have to tell myself things all the time and, and that we are always on um, a path. It doesn't, it kind of doesn't end, you know, we're always trying to um, move to the next step and, and we have different seasons and to be okay with that. Um, but I do think good things build towards other good things. And my experience is that goals are real and you can set them and keeping promises to yourself are important because the more times you tell yourself you're going to do something and then you don't, then that creates insecurity. And, um, a lot of times anxiety is felt in, in the inaction rather than just getting to work. And 
you know, we all don't fit in the same box, so we aren't supposed to. So it's just, there's a lot, but it's just very, If I, I mean, it sounds dumb, but I feel like if I can lose weight, anybody can lose weight. And so, and to make these changes, because I, I look at myself and who I was, my husband will say that all the time, like how much um, I've changed. And I mean, I'm 45 and I, I love being in my forties. I just feel like you're kind of like, I don't care what anyone else thinks anymore. I'm 45, you know, but <laughs> I think, yeah. oh. actually we are about yeah. the same age. So I feel the same. I'm like, man, it feels good to be in your forties. Yeah. You can yeah. just be you and not care so much. Yeah. About yeah. What else and, and there's still thinking, things so. that I'm working on, but when it comes to, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is we're never done, but I feel like the more, the more good things that you you know, work on for yourself, it, it moves to, it helps your family. It helps your community. It helps like your business, like doing coaching, like coaching others and the business education I've received has helped my hair business more than I ever imagined, you know? And so it's like all good things. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, I feel like when, watch for the little sparks that you feel when you know you want to make a shift and and, and kind of believe in yourself to make yeah. like one step. It doesn't need to be 50 pounds in six months. It can be a few pounds here and there. And, but having, having accountability with yourself and with like having a coach made all the difference for me to like have someone to check in and walk side by side and kind of share some of the things that I didn't want to share with other people because I didn't want to be seen as like weak to my husband or to my kids or whatever, you know? So I love that. That's awesome. That's so cool. I love the little sparks too. That's a great analogy. And so it's like easy, you know, I think we have those moments and, but it's kind of easy to push it away, but those are probably the things we need to run towards. So I really like that. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for sharing all this. Um, it's been such a fun conversation and we kind of like to end our, our interviews with just kind of going back to our theme of beautiful shifts. So how do you find beauty in life after going through this transition? I feel like, how do I find beauty in life? Like, I just, I feel like I've never been more hopeful. I feel like I've never been more excited for like things that I can accomplish, things that I can help my kids accomplish or, you know, be there for them when they need me, whether it, you know, they have hard things or, or not. Um, and with my husband, I just feel like, the beauty is in the hope, I guess. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Yeah, that is. The beauty's in the hope. That's, That's so, so good. good. Awesome. Okay. Well, we, thanks again. And we will, um, we want listeners to know that they can find you on Instagram. So we'll link your profile account, like to the post that we do, but, and on to the description at the bottom of this podcast, but it's at Marcy underscore HB. So that way you can like follow her. She has a lot of fun health tips. I know you're doing like challenges often. And so people might want to jump in on that or even reach out to you about coaching and stuff. So yeah, or hair or, you know, whatever. And then she's on Facebook, Marcy Harmon Briggs. And then you said you can DM or. Yeah. So yeah, on my Instagram and my Facebook, like I don't have like a separate thing for everything I do because it's too much time. So (laughs) It's too much. I don't want, I don't want to do do hard, like that kind of stuff. So, um, in both, on both of those platforms, there is a job, a link for a job form where you can fill out a health assessment and then it notifies me. And then I can give you a call and we can chat about your health goals or you can just DM me and, you know, say, I'd like to talk to you more whether, and I, I mean, I would love people to talk to me more about anything. If they want to do talk to me about health, that's cool. If they want to talk to me about arches, that's cool too. So <laughs> whatever. So, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have that in common with you. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks so much. Yes. Mars. Love talking with you and yeah. yeah love meeting you and thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and would love if you subscribed to the podcast and followed along as we continue hearing more inspiring stories. You can also follow us on Instagram at Beautiful Shifts Podcast, where we will post updates with our latest interviews. We'd like to thank the band We The Lion for giving us permission to use their beautiful song Move Along for our podcast. Take a minute to listen to the song and the lyrics and enjoy.
feel myself All my thoughts are mine again And begin to understand where to go Now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along Take this journey as my own Feel the strength right in my bones All I want is to believe Life is my own Life Journey. 